Welcome to Love, Sex, and Relationships with the Professor and Professor T. Love. And tonight's topic is going to be a very sexy one because this is the month of February. This is the month of the Professor and Pearls of Black and all the other things I deal with. So tonight we are going to talk about reasons to have more sex including scientific reasons. So we're gonna make this a very funny and enjoyable conversation. So we're gonna refer to the article that is written, it's called 16 Reasons to Have More Sex. And they're scientific reasons. You should definitely be having more sex for scientific reasons, health reasons. And it is at stylecaster.com. The first one, which everyone can relate to because so many people are taking a flu shot, is moderate sex can cure a cold. <laughs> I like that. That's what it should do. Very... <laughs> it should cure any cold. Most people don't feel very, very sexy when they're sick. But usually the idea and the concept is the body heat and all the uh, hormone adrenaline that is produced from sex, which will help fight the virus in the body because adrenaline is a chemical which is released within the body. According to this article, it says not only does sex make you more content in your relationship, but it makes you healthier. And it also boosts the immune system compared to to many students in in this um, particular article that didn't, but that goes for any age. Okay, really, I agree. people it's who not, are legal age to have sex anyway. Yeah, right. it shouldn't be relegated so what were you to say young. When we added... You hear what I said? It shouldn't be relegated to what? It shouldn't be relegated to any. It's not just for young people. You know, meaning younger than middle age. It's also middle age and seniors as well. Well, that is definitely true. But just based on this article, that's what they're pointing out. But overall, by the time we finish, you will see the importance of why you should have more sex at any age. And a lot of them are associated with health reasons and also appearance. So we may jump around in this article. Like... You know, when you have more sex, it makes you look younger. Yes. Believe it or not, it is said one study done by the research of the Royal Edinburgh Hospital in Scotland found that older people who were enjoying lots of sex with a steady partner four times a week on the average, four times a week on the average, were perceived to be seven to 12 years younger than their actual age. Researchers looked at the participants through a one-way mirror and guessed their ages. They found that the hormones released during regular sex, like testosterone and estrogen, keep the body looking young. For ladies, estrogen is also been shown to give a soft skin and shiny hair. So you gotta remember, a lot of women that go through menopause, what is the whole main thing that we talked about with menopause? Menopause is a sudden drop in hormones. Right. Meaning, unlike men who suffer from andropause, which is a gradual decrease in hormones over a period of time, starting from the age of 20 on up, 
women had a sudden drop, meaning that anytime in the ages, I want to say 40 on up, because some suffer from menopause at a much earlier age. So women 40 and up who suffer from menopause had a quick and sudden drop in hormones. And that's why a lot of women who do suffer from that, they are perceived to be tired. Some of them may look older because once that drop in hormones happens, then a lot of times they lose the desire, the sexual desire needed. The same thing applies to men. You gotta remember all that activity pushes out hormones, estrogen, testosterone, and that's what keeps us looking younger. Because when you're younger, you're full of testosterone, you're energized, you're running all over the place. Yeah. So that's why it's important to participate in that regularly. Go ahead, what were you gonna say? Well, you know, I, a friend of mine, good friend of mine used to tell me that whenever she had, you know, whenever she would go through like the hot flashes and stuff like that, um, okay. or she go through menopause, she says sex helped her with menopause. You know what I'm saying? Because it helped right. her. Yeah. Exactly. Because, you know, menopause is about, you know, having an imbalance in your hormones as well. And she said the way she counteract mm-hmm. that, and I used to make jokes with her, but she said, no, Terry, it's true. And important um, to, um, to have sex, to counteract that, because really what it does, like you say, sex help you, helps you like one of the items on this list. It heightens your senses, and even for men, because I find that women, we, when we get a certain age, especially when we get middle age and we in our 50s and stuff, we tend to think that sex is supposed to cut off at that, peer, at that point in time, but it doesn't. It shouldn't cut off. And in fact, that's the time where you should be trying to have as much sex as you can because you find that you, you move a little slower, you, you, you ache more, you understand what I'm saying? And that comes with the age, but I still feel that when you have sex, it just heightens your hormones to the point that it does rejuvenate you. And I'm not trying to be funny. It does rejuvenate you. Exactly, it does. But what I would also want to point out is there's also two types of sex here that we're talking about. We're not talking about sex that's not enjoyable, meaning having sex with someone that you really, you know, you're looking at paint dry or you're looking at the ceiling or you can't wait till this is over or you don't climax or enjoy yourself. We're talking about sex where it is enjoyable for you and your partner. Yes. Okay. Meaning you're at the point of you're comfortable, you're understanding, you're comfortable with who you are, they're comfortable with you, and y'all just be swinging from the chandeliers on a regular basis. So we're right. talking about enjoyable sex. Is what I want to emphasize because people are going to say, I have sex with my, my mate all the time, and it's boring as hell, and I look like shit. Well, that's because you're miserable. So that's another story. So well, yeah, that's <laughs> a, let's that's, be clear. That, that's, that, that's, a, that's a total, that's a, to, that's a different story because you could... You know, because sometimes whatever's going on in a relationship can turn you off sexually also. Because it's like, you know, if you find that there's some pettiness or you got issues with them when it comes to money or they got issues with you because you talking to other people, that to me is a turn off. That would make me not want to have sex with you. 
Exactly. So a lot of times, um, you know, that is the most uh, compelling part when we're talking about sex. And a lot of times when people are having enjoyable sex or sex that they want to have, you know, hopefully it's with your um, long-term partner. But there are cases where that is not true and people have side pieces. They have fuck buddies, they have side pieces, right. slides, whatever you want to call them. There's a thousand names for them, mistresses and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. If that is the case, then, you know, that is something that with, within yourself you have to address. But <laughs> it's usually ideal that you would have it with someone who you can have more conversation with. But that doesn't take away the fact that there are some people who have an extremely high connection sexually. That happens. Yeah. That's Sometimes true. they can't get along anywhere else other than in bed. And right. that happens too. Just like there's some people who can get along, um, but once you throw sex in the mix, it doesn't work. Right. So that is something to to remember when we're talking about having good sex or regular sex on a regular basis. Mm. And the next one is sex helps ease depression. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We're gonna clap I'm on gonna that because listen, when you have sex, it's supposed to <laughs> bring out the happy chemicals in you. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I don't want to have sex and be depressed. Now, if I'm the, you know what I'm saying? It just, it's like an oxymoron. You know, it's like, how you want to have sex and be depressed? But then too, there are people that have had sex with people and they still depressed. Depressing sex. (laughs) Right. Depressing, depressing. Yeah, yeah, well. Well, you. (laughs) I mean, some sex makes you depressed as hell. I mean. I mean, come on, everybody's had that one time they had sex with someone, they're like, God damn, why did I even do that? Like, right. you just want to erase it from your list. You don't even want to acknowledge right. Why did I let you get naked. on top of me? <laughs> <laughs> and top end kiss, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, why did I even let you touch me? Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, but you're right. It, it it can help ease depression, and and because it, you know, we're talking about the body's chemicals like serotonin, and it raises, it boosts the serotonin, and it raises the endorphins, and it says opioids, because you know we have opioids in our brain. Those are the happy chemicals, but those are the natural <laughs> opioids. You know, not fentanyl, like fentanyl. <laughs> You know, heroin is an opioid. Exactly. Oh my God. You know, we're not talking about those opioids. Okay, let's be let's be very clear here. We're not talking about those opioids. We're talking about the endorphins and the natural opioids that are in the brain. That are the real natural happy chemicals. You know, that boost us. And and what I see here from this article it says that the sex also boosts your self-esteem. So it's like a win-win situation. You don't need alcohol. You don't need to smoke a joint. You don't need to put a needle in your arm. You already have these chemicals naturally in your body. 
Well, think about it this way. If it improves your self-esteem, then a lot of times that's because you feel comfortable. That's why I said it's very important when we're talking about sex. You're talking about good sex, enjoyable sex. You are comfortable with your body. You're not worried about stretch marks. Right. The size of now look at, right. your genitalia. You're not worried about how fat or skinny. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times yeah, people not, think... Or, you know... <laughs> Like like a, what I call soap soap opera sex. This is not soap opera sex. You but, know, where you, you go to bed with lipstick. Yeah, you're not worried about <laughs> one tit longer than the other. If right. it's longer, he loves it. If it's shorter, he loves it. Right, exactly. Whoever loves it, you know what right. I mean? You know. No one cares. No one cares. Because you're enjoying each other. Right, Maybe you're they enjoy, want that. Right. <laughs> that's why I don't, I don't, that's why I don't, I can't stand when people do body shaming. Because truth be told, you got a lot of people out here that they are chubby chasers. They like big women. They like big men. And but but the bottom line is, the sex is good. And, and in fact, I've dated many women that were bigger than me. You understand what I'm saying? But I'm gonna tell you, the, the sex was off the chain. It was off the chain because you know what? They knew how to handle their business. I wasn't worrying about the roles. We were just having a good time and, and, and enjoying each other, you know. Yeah. You know, so that to me is what's important. Not self-conscious about it. You're not worrying about looking like you know some soap opera queen in bed. You know, you just going for yours. You know. Enjoy. Exactly. So, well, yeah, most no. people most people are too worried about how good they look or so forth and so on. But what a lot of people don't realize is most of the time, whomever is the predator, meaning the one who picks the other person or notices, you know, everybody has, well, I might as well say, everybody has sort of predator instincts when it comes to certain things or what they like and what they don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, Men to me for years always had the ability. I don't. I don't care what the woman has on. She can have on a nun outfit. He can tell different body parts. You know how big it is, how small it is, especially if it's something they like. No matter what she's wearing. Right. And I think the degree can tell certain things about men. Not always genitalia size. That's not always a guarantee with women. But there's certain things that a woman can tell on what she likes when she sees a person so i think each person has that skill they just have to sort of hone it in so we're gonna move on to um another one which is all the guys will like this they'll probably use a lot of this as, as an excuse for better health it says sex reduces a man's risk of dying of a heart attack <laughs> Oh, what? Wow. That's that. Yeah, be, yeah, I believe that. Oh, yes. Because remember. Well, uh, from what it says, it says one study found that men who had sex at least twice a week were happy to die from heart disease than men who had sex less often. That's a huge decrease in risk. And considering that most men are big fans of sex to begin with, it's just one more reason. Well, why don't I expound on this, which is with this heart disease. Um, if most people don't know, anytime you have a thick midsection, 
meaning you have a gut, it's very dense around your midsection, you are most likely to suffer from heart disease. Mm. Now that is, that's a real scientific fact because they found that most women who have big bellies, okay, Mm-hmm. And I don't care how fat your ass is, ladies. It, it may, your ass may look good, but if you look like you're about six months pregnant, you are considered of have you are running the risk of heart disease. So it doesn't matter how fat your ass is. Mm-hmm. You ain't gonna do no work in bed anyway. You're gonna do all the fucking work. Your ass is gonna die of heart disease. So you can have a fat ass, big gut, and die of heart disease. And that's a fact. Whenever you have a heavy midsection, a heavier the midsection, the more likely you have heart disease. That's why most women that are top heavy are seen to be more at risk than those women that are bottom heavy. But okay. a lot of women that are bottom heavy nowadays have a big heavy midsection from wow. lack of, of doing core work. Okay. So you have to watch that. You have to watch, you know, the fat that goes around me. And that goes for men because this is based on men, but men are usually known to have pot bellies. I'm sure within this um, study that they found, a lot of those men were heavy in the midsection midsection area. That's why they were more prone to heart disease. So that's something to take into consideration. And if you are one of the person, one of these people who, when you gain weight, all your weight goes to your stomach, Mm -hmm. then you must reduce rice, wheat, flour, and pasta. For those, that's mainly for people who, whenever they gain weight, I'm going to say it again, you must reduce rice, wheat, flour, and pasta, because those are the items that will relate to your midsection, which makes it hard and very dense. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yes. So that's why um, it is, you, you're less like, that's why they're encouraging sex. So think about it. If you're pumping somebody, you're moving your waist area. So you're yeah, working you that midsection one way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're moving your, you're moving your you're body. you're on the bottom and you're rotating, you're doing something one way or the other. So right. that's that. Like, you're going to yeah, be busy. So. Yeah, you're, yeah you're, moving, you're moving your body. And, um, and, and sex requires you to move. You know what I'm saying? Which doesn't matter what position right. you do. And I'm going to tell you another thing. If you ain't sweating, I think you're having a heart attack also. Because when you aren't having... <laughs> I'm serious. Don't they tell you like in the summertime, if you're not sweating, you're having a heat stroke. Okay? And I believe the same thing. When you have sex, you are... I know I sweat when I have it. You know what I'm When I have sex. So, you know, if you're not sweating, I'm worried. Because I'm trying to figure out, well, where is all that energy going? You know, where is it going? And that's why it's good to engage in sex because sex works you out. It works you out, makes you move muscles. You probably ain't moved in a while. Or makes you, in a way, it's like, you don't, not saying that you have to be physically fit to be in bed. But I do believe that that you know when you're moving, you're circ- you know you're creating blood circulation, you're creating blood flow, not only from your head to your toes, but for mm-hmm. your for your vaginal area and for your penis. You know your penis has has your vagina has veins, and blood needs to flow throughout the entire body. 
Right. Circulation is very important. So mm-hmm. hopefully you're breathing properly and you're doing right. what you need to do during that process. Mm-hmm. And as since we're on the subject of sex and midsection exercising, sex is seen as a form of exercise and it does count as an exercise because you can burn up to at least a hundred calories with your partner. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not sure how that works, depending on how athletic you are. Like, you know, is it a hundred calories if you're out of shape or is it a hundred calories if you are, you know, very fit and athletic? So I guess because right. on the average, it says that you can burn up to 207 calories in 30 minutes. Wow. Wow. So, you know, mm-hmm. yes. So the longer sex lasts, the longer that. Now, I guess that would include everything. I hope that includes, I would think it would include everything, including foreplay, because not everybody lasts for 30 minutes straight. <laughs> no, no. And, 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 and I think that's misleading because the way I see it is that, you know, even if you take, listen, this is not a race. And I think sometimes when people compare their sexual encounters, they think they got to be like the, the other person. So maybe someone can go for maybe about 15 minutes. You understand what I'm saying? And then some, they have spurts, and then they got to take a rest, and then they got to go again. Either way, it's okay. You understand what I'm saying? They're engaging in the act, you know, and you do have people that they have longer stamina. But again, you don't compare yourself to that, in, you know, to that individual that way. You know what I'm saying? You have to do what makes you feel good and what you enjoy. And if that means that after 15 minutes you take a break, take a break. Then you get right back into it. You know what I'm saying? And then some Have people, some orange juice. Get some water. Right. Get some water. Actually, water. You know? And um, because some people do get tired, they do, but that doesn't mean that it's finished, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, I you know, I only can talk about myself. I'm you know, I'm the type of person that, um, that I you know, I I have a huge orgasm, you know, meaning that I can go for a long period of time, you understand? I can, and and some people think, oh, well, if I force you to you know, to, um, have your orgasm, you know, they don't have to do no more work. I I think that's wrong. You know what I'm saying? To me, my libido is strong. You know what I'm saying? So some people, they have a shorter libido. Some people have a longer libido, you know what I'm saying? And I, you know, and especially at my age when, and I'm doing it, I enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? So my, my libido is even longer than when I was, when I was 20, you know, in my twenties, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, I feel like to me, it's not a race, you know, you're there to enjoy each other, you know? Um, but as long as you participating in the act and you both want to participate together, because I feel to me, it's a mental thing as well, you know, and, but then mm-hmm. too, you, you have some people that they may have sex with you, but that doesn't necessarily mean they like having sex that to me don't. Because I feel to me you're mm-hmm. robbing the other person when you do that. If you're not that type, then don't do yeah. it. Don't don't engage because because to me, for me, it would be a disappointment for me. You know because that means that I need to find somebody else 
that really wants to have it with me and they and they and they want to enjoy mm-hmm. that that level of excitement and that energy with me but if you doing it because you feel obligated and I don't feel anyone should be feel obligated to have sex it's just that maybe it's just that's not for you right now <laughs> and it's okay you know absolutely it is it is okay Another thing when you have sex is orgasm has the power to reduce pain. Yes. The next time you have a headache, try an orgasm instead of an Advil. Orgasm can block pain. As mm-hmm. per Barry R. Kamrowski, PhD, a distinguished service professor at Rutgers, so WebMD, it releases a hormone that helps raise your pain threshold. Additionally, for ladies, masturbation can reduce mind-numbing menstrual cramps. Mm, okay. So, ladies, <laughs> I know for many women that's a very disgusting thought right. because of the process that's associated with it. But they find that, and 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 you hear this in many different stories, not just masturbation, but having sex on your period can help reduce menstrual cramps. Now that depends on your partner and if y'all want to engage in that. Some people love that stuff, some people don't, some people find it repulsive, some people enjoy it, some people are neutral. So if you decide to do that, knock yourself out. Right, you know, I, I don't know if that's something I want to do. do. <laughs> but I think uh, I don't know if that's something. I think I saw an article about that about having sex uh, during your menstruation, and um, some people was some people a lot of people didn't like it, didn't like the thought of that, and some people said they didn't care. <laughs> You know, but a lot more people said they they couldn't care for it because they found it they felt it was disgusting because of the blood, you know. Well, you know what? Why don't we also talk about there's different times that, and I don't know if this this answer really talks about the flow, because yes, if you're doing it on the heaviest day, of course, you know it's going to be a lot. Of, of course it's going to be too much but there's actual times when women are you know wind up having sex on their period and it's the tail end where they're doing light spotting where sometimes they may not even notice it so that's almost like a catch 22 like if you're doing it on the heaviest day where someone is like experiencing a Freddy Krueger or Jason moment of course yes I can understand why you would say it's repulsive because of everything that comes out but what if it's on the middle or close to the tail end? You know, cause some people do it and don't even realize it. And some women, whether they want to admit it or not, women more, more horny, more horny, the closer they get to the end of their period. Which yeah. in some cases, women have actually gotten pregnant during that time. Because wow. yes, the body is releasing days or whatever out of the body, but some of those eggs can actually get fertilized. I mean, you know, the statistics on it is not, you know, I don't know if there's a, a article or something on it, but I, that's when some people are surprised. Oh, well, I had sex when my period was ending and I got pregnant. So 
you know, you got to remember a woman can be horny during any time of that. Any, any, any time. Wow. Okay. I, I, okay. So, so, That's true. Yeah. I, I find that to be true. Because even I mean, after... nobody looks at it like that and nobody... Right. right. Nobody wants to admit that publicly, uh, but that's a fact. Yeah. And there is no woman who can tell me that they've never even got corny or thought about it, aroused while their period was ending. I'm not going to say during it when you're in your most crampiest or in most pain, you know, less that's their thing. But I'm sure that every woman has experienced that, especially after they have lost their virginity, where they get corny during their period. Right. That's true, because I know I've experienced that. You know, in fact, you're... Yeah, it happens, like... Yeah, it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I, and, and in fact, you You know, are... especially what, like, what if you, what, what if you're coming out of a dry spell? Or what if you're in a dry spell? True. You can't control when you're, when you're at that peak. You can't say, oh, and, no, and, I gotta wait and, until and, my right. period is over <laughs> to be no. sexy. Let me get and, a break. And, and let's be real, because, I mean, you know... There are times that you get those urges, that you 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 know you have a heightened sensitivity, um, and even though you know from you know even though I don't have my period anymore, that doesn't mean I don't get that heightened sensitivity to have sex. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You you know it's it, you feel it. You know you get aroused, and you don't have to be doing nothing, and you just be aroused. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It's true. And to me, I think that's natural because that means your parts still work. You know, if they're still getting Exactly. Right. If, if, if you still, because again, you getting aroused means the blood is flowing to a certain area of your body. And you feel that. You do. And if you're still getting aroused, that's a great thing, I feel. You know, you you still should be, right. and I don't care what age you are. If you're still getting aroused, then that's a great that's a great thing. That means your that means your body parts are functioning, right? And blood is flowing and so forth and so on. So those that's the the real the real conversation, the real idea. You know, because some people think life is over once they receive once they're in the midst of menopause which That's is right. not the case no it's not and in fact it doesn't I have to be it doesn't, it doesn't have, have to be, be. but I, even but i encourage women even during that time they need to at least at least engage in sex if they have a partner don't stop having sex you know now i heard you say earlier that you know when um you know uh is it men that they can have have sex or you have sex four times a week a lot of times we don't have that opportunity to have sex four times a week. And I will go as far as to say, if you're not able to have sex with a partner, there's nothing wrong with the, um, you um, masturbating. Because I think masturbation... Getting a toy from my website. <laughs> that's right. There's nothing wrong with masturbation that's because right. when you don't have a partner, you can still masturbate. And masturbating to me is natural. You know what I'm saying? Because that's still helps you to keep yourself healthy I guess until you get if you feel that you until you get that partner or somebody that you really want to be with to have sex with but in in the meantime there's nothing wrong with masturbation 
and that's for right. real. Before <laughs> masturbation would be considered a dirty word, but it's not. It's natural. It is very natural to masturbate. Right. Well, you know, depending on who you speak to about it, right. um, there's always right. going to be those naysayers and there's always going to be those people that are going to put you down or in some cases will, you know, use religion as, you know, a reason for you not to engage or tell you you're going to burn in hell or something (laughs) along those lines. Right, but um, you're right, and they will use that that or or they'll make it perverse. Some people are perverse out here. There's a difference between sexual health and perverse. We're not talking about being perverse. Let's be very clear. (laughs) We are not talking about perversion. We're talking about sexual health. This is about health. You know, and sometimes people make that mistake because they don't themselves don't understand how their body works. That's why I think we do a disservice when we don't teach about sexual health or sex education. Because a lot of people, they laugh and giggle because they, they never were taught about their body parts. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is about... Well, they laugh and giggle also because out of shame or humiliation. Right, that's true. Because, Absolutely. You know, and ignorance. Not only and also, shame, but ignorance. But also remember, culturally, a lot of people, a lot of the black community is going to, or a lot of minority communities are going to shun away from it because of the colonialization that occurred. Because before Caucasians came to certain areas, it was okay for people to walk around a certain way. It was okay for them to do that. You know, they they didn't worry about so-and-so um, molesting this one or doing this one to that. They didn't worry about those things. But when um, a lot of these places were colonized or when religion, Christianity was brought there, they were told to be ashamed of their bodies and mm. how they dressed or, you know, their body parts. So a lot of that seeps into one's brain and, you know, they're going to be ashamed. Now, does that mean walk down the street naked? I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that's why a lot of us do a lot of body shaming. You know, it's a lot of that stems from Jim Crow and the making of a slave, all these mentalities. This is what was taken away from us. Not just black people, but a lot of cultures, a lot of other races outside of Caucasian. Because they were, they were the ones that were covered up. We, we didn't get into that. Right. That's why you got to remember... That's where the heart of a lot of that relies. I mean, lies. Yeah. And I agree. So the next one, going to the next one is, it helps you sleep better. (laughs) Well, yeah. Because I know I'm snoring. (laughs) (laughs) I am not Oh, then you know it's good when you've got a good snore on. That's right. Once I I get my, I'm snoring. I'm in outer space. So like, it does uh, help you sleep it, very well. Mm-hmm, definitely, definitely. Because you worked, you worked up a an exercise. You worked it out. You you worked everything. Yeah, you, worked you got up everything a sweat. into it. That's so, right. Yes, of course you did. 
you know, so you, that's, you, that's you what work it the is. sweat, and then your reward is to go to sleep. <laughs> you eat, then you go to sleep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You eat, and then you go to sleep. But I, I know when it's good, and you got your workout on, and you're both snoring. You know, and you know a lot of folks suffer from sleep deprivation. You know, and one thing about sex, sex does not take away from sleep. In fact, if it was good, it'll put you to sleep. Exactly. I, I think it's going to put you to sleep, but some people would be like, oh, I want to go do this. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, you know, it, it puts I don't you know. I don't know other people that want to do all that, so I'm not sure. So, right. either way. Your sleep, your sleeping patterns will improve. You'll yes. get more sleep or But they're also saying in the same article that it can give you a shot of energy. Oh yeah. I, I don't know if it just gives you a shot of energy, but I think it will. It can help your creativity. Yes. I think that if you are a writer or if you're working, like if you're. You know, you're bored or you're tired or you're drained. You don't want to go to work. You don't want to go do this. I think after a good sex session, man, it can clear your mind. You can balance your checkbook. You can make that meal. You can sew. You can, uh, you you can, can do, do a podcast. And listen, and, and, and if you was walking crooked, you could walk straight. Walking <laughs> straight, exactly. Listen, because I, I, like I said, when you start... That flow, that flow, blood flows to certain parts of your body, like your hips and your legs and your thighs and stuff. And you know, if you suffer from arthritis, you can get a little bit more movement back. You know, and um, I think, and I think that's good. You know what I'm saying? Because the whole point of you being stiff is is because the blood is not circulating somewhere. Exactly. If you, if you know, exactly. especially that's what. That's what people with arthritis suffer from. That they suffer because exactly. blood is not flowing to certain parts of their joints. Well, yeah, definitely. You got to remember, arthritis is basically inflammation. What yes, it inflammation is. Inflammation really comes from. That's right. Um, it comes. It comes from lack of. Part of it has to do with lack of circulation, which is really oxygen. You know, because you got to remember the blood carries a lot of things right. throughout the body. Oxygen yes. is one of them. Right. So you got to remember if you have something that's inflamed or just like a cut, it mm -hmm. needs air. You can't keep a cut covered with a Band-Aid forever Th or why right. it doesn't heal. A that absolutely. Doesn't I agree heal. with you. And, and that's part of the so healing process. The healing process is to expose the skin so that like you said the inflammation so that the skin doesn't stay moist it has to at some point has to heal itself and produce a cover over that spot right mm -hmm. so that's part of the healing i agree with you because if it's not healing it's because you're inflamed absolutely have you ever seen a wound that has not healed i have I remember uh, one time yeah. um, I had, it was on the tips of my fingers, and that's when I realized that I, I had inflammation because my skin on the tips of my fingers weren't healing. You know, and, and a lot of the diseases that we as uh, people get, a lot of it has to do with inflammation. 
Heart disease is mm -hmm. inflammation. Arthritis is inflammation, right? Diabetes is inflammation. Your, your pancreas is inflamed. Heart disease means your heart is inflamed, right? Arthritis is that your joints are inflamed. So every disease that you can think of deals with inflammation, right? So that means when you have inflammation, guess, guess what? Blood does not flow. Blood is not flowing properly. Because if it was, you, exactly. wouldn't have, you wouldn't have inflammation. That's what I'm learning. And it's, exactly. and it's, and it's, and it's amazing how, as you, know, as you get older, you realize that a lot of our illnesses um, involve inflammation. Somewhere in the body, exactly. it's on fire. So when you're on fire, your body doesn't function right. Mm -hmm. So you have to calm it down. And I feel that when you have sex, sex calms it down. Calms you, brings your blood pressure lower. A lot of times mm -hmm. we, when we, you know, if you have the arteries and you have blood pressures because your blood is working too hard to flow through your arteries. So that produces high blood pressure. Because there's a clog somewhere. There's plaque somewhere. You know? So, to me, sex is very healthy. Because it helps to, um, um, and it helps with the blood flow. Because really, all we're talking about is blood flow here. And the circulation of the body. And people don't realize that we work hard every day. And sometimes, you know, you can't just only have brain energy. You need body energy, and we don't compensate the two. We, we think the brain is going to go on. Actually, the brain could go on without the body, but the point of the matter is you need the whole body, and you need the brain to control the different parts of the body. It does work together. So when, you, you know, to me, people make a joke about sex, but sex is not funny from a health aspect. It's not. It's necessary. And I exactly. find that, that we're all kind of like, a lot of us are falling into that trap where we think that, oh, we, we've been there, done that, we had the kids, we don't need to have no more sex. You understand what I'm saying? And, um, but that's a lie because you, you need sex until you die. That's why I don't feel that women should stop themselves from doing that you don't just you know I'm not saying that there are not periods of time where we kind of lay back off of it or we become celibate for us but I really strongly believe that women men don't back off of it I don't care how old men are they don't back off of it but as women we 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 already get that mindset oh we're done we're finished I don't feel I'm done in fact I think I'm in the best best years of my life right now Mm -hmm. And trust me, Terry is going to have more sex. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Right. That's right. I don't care who's in the picture. I am. Because I find I don't, I'm not ashamed of it. I, I, it took right. a minute for me to learn how to love my own body, love who I am. You think I'm going to, you know, I'm going to let something negative prevent me from doing no I, I disagree with that because I understand now why why it's necessary for men to have sex just the same way that I feel it's necessary for women to have sex I don't care what age 
And if they if they don't have a partner, then they should masturbate. Yep. Right. I so, I agree. You know. Um, there's that show on Netflix called Frankie. I think it's Frankie and Grace. And mm-hmm. they're two women. <laughs> they're in their seventies, early late sixties, early seventies. And they sell sex toys to seniors. (laughs) Whoa, okay. To women. Because they, and this is smart. I I thought it was brilliant because they have a niche market because they tend, you know, people tend to think that when you're a senior, you done checked out already. So they found a market of women that still like to have sex, but their partners are dead. (laughs) So... (laughs) A lot of time women do outlive men, but they manage to sell sex toys to senior citizens. Mm-hmm. And if you think about yep. it, you ever, you ever looked at some of those, you ever looked at, at some of those senior citizen uh, mail order magazines? What do they have in them? Have you seen them? Yeah, they do. They have sex toys in there. That's right. Along with the Depends (laughs) and the Walkers, and then you turn to page seven, they got (laughs) they got a dildo, a tickler. (laughs) Because guess what? Older people do have sex, (laughs) and if not with someone, with themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay, and a lot of people they may not talk about it. But I'm sure that there are women in their 60s and 70s, they still have sexual urges. It's just that you have to be very careful because, I mean, I remember there was a population of seniors that were getting HIV. Mm -hmm. But I still say safe sex is safe sex regardless of age. You can have good sex with someone, but it has to be safe. Well, it should always be safe. It should always, right. It should always be safe. And in fact, um, um, I went to the lesbian um, and gay. Um, there's a, a group um, that is managed by Circle of Voices. It's called Let's Be Real. And a bunch of us as lesbian women, we get together and we talk about issues. And we Ooh. definitely focus on sexually transmitted diseases. We talk about HIV. And we talk about um, how we can have protected sex. And a lot of people think that women, because we're women, we don't get diseases. Yes, we, yes, the hell we do. And it's not only the basic, what we consider HIV and, and, um, and sexually, like gonorrhea or syphilis. We also get, um, 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 there's the other disease of the liver. Okay, and when you have sex with someone that has, what's the name of that disease? Um, um, it starts with a P. But anyway, there's a disease of the liver um, mm-hmm. that people can get. And they've been, they, they talk about it on television. Um, and it's dangerous because you can contract it through blood. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can contract it if they have an open sore in their mouth. Okay, so, you know, so if you got open sores 
or open cuts, you still can contract a disease. So, you know, but again, you got to have these conversations. So, you know, we talk about ways that women pleasure themselves and and how to have safe sex with another a person of the same sex. And what questions do you ask that person? That type of thing. But I think when you get a certain age, you know, you got you got to be up front. We're not going to be bullshitting and we're not going to be not talking real. I always tell you that all the time, professor. You know, when you get in your 50s, I don't want to hear no bullshit. Either mm-hmm. we're going to talk real or we're not going to talk at all. Mm-hmm. And I think to me, we owe it to each other that we be honest. Mm-hmm. If, if, if like, I, like I told you earlier, if, I, if I'm telling you I'm not mature enough to, to, to be like acting like I'm, I'm, I'm okay with something and I'm not, no, I'm telling you the truth. I'm not going to act like I'm going to be okay with that. So that's why I said when when you are negotiating sex, you understand you be up front. Well, you, that's why well, on to the next thing I was gonna say, um, you know, oh I wanted to add to it really, you know, people nowadays, um, we're gonna be like real upfront with this. People who have um additional relationships, whatever right. they wanna call them, side right. pieces, slide, fuck boys, fuck girls, whatever. Right. And I think in this day and age, it is really important that if you decide to venture in that arena of having an additional person, then you need to be upfront and crystal clear yes. in relating to that person. I agree. Because 2019 is not the time to be having more psycho ass chicks and yes. making Jerry Springer let's cap, and Maury. The Let's richest people on earth because of your infidelity. That's right. Too many times, men and women, you know, but men are known more than women, have a tendency to do all this lying. Yes. Now, if your shit is, if you, if your game or your shit is as good as you think it is, you don't need to lie about it. That's right. You will have females lined up whether you got a hundred wives. Nobody That's gives a shit. That's right. If they are horny and want your penis, then guess what? They're going to jump through damn hoops to get to your penis. That's it. You don't need to lie. You don't need to promise her the world. You don't need to tell her that your wife, your baby mama, the girl you live with, your girlfriend ain't shit. No, it's real pathetic when men have to do that. Like I said, if you, if, if you are good at what you're doing, eat pussy, fucking sucking whatever it is you think that you're the master at if you lay down with her then and, and it's true then guess what you don't need to lie to her but see to me too many people lie about shit to keep someone hanging on and it's better to tell the truth because guess what when the truth finally comes out you're gonna have a lot of hurt people not just the person who you you made a side chick and they didn't want to be a side chick or a side dude and they didn't want to be a side dude but also your your spouse so she going she or he going to defend you to to no end and a lot of times you just as fucked up and crazy and just as wrong because you're hurting so many people and at the end of the day how can they really trust you because if they lied to someone else just so they can have sex with them they deceived not only just that person but they deceived you too 
That's what I'm saying. This is a new year. Just come correctly, whatever you want. If you just want a side piece, if she down for it, she down for it. There's a lot of women out there that will be down for it. Right. Okay. So I you need to be honest with this. Yeah. But let's go on to the other two. It says heighten more sex will heighten your senses. Yes. And it can reduce a man's risk of prostate cancer. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, because men. Yeah. There's a lot of men that have extremely, extremely large prostates. Well, if you think about um, what what that really means, what cancer. Basically, the essence of cancer is a group of diseases involving abnormal cell growth. So it's really overgrowth. So when you get rid of your your extra sperm in your body, when you ejaculate, and it's just like hormones, when you re- get rid of that, because that's waste. If it yeah. stays in your body and dissolves out, of course, this is what's going to happen. Right. So it's important that you masturbate. It's important that you whatever you yeah, want to call so. it, masturbate, jerk off, pop right. off, rub off, whatever. Right. You need to find a way to get that out of your body. Just like women need to find a way to masturbate to get yeah. certain release certain hormones and fluids out of their body. Mm-hmm. Okay, people don't think this is a natural part of human nature and human health. Yeah, it, it is, and 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 again, we're talking about health, sexual health. You know, and I have to reiterate that because I do agree that you know that's why it's important to understand your body and understand what your organs do. And a lot of time, we don't understand what our organs do. You know what I'm saying? We focus on, like I said, we become perverse, and and then if we listen, if, if we're if we got other people talking in our ear about our bodies, and they're ignorant, it becomes it becomes um, amplified to 100 degrees of ignorance. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's important when people say, "Oh, I don't go to the doctor." I said, "No." You do need to go to the doctor because you need to know whether your body parts are functioning right. I have to go. I have to go on a regular basis, you know, because I want to make sure my body is functioning. And I know, I know a sister need to lose some weight, but I also understand the importance of going to the doctor just to make sure my health mentally, I'm okay. Physically, I'm okay. My blood is flowing. My platelets are, are good. You know what I'm saying? If I need to go to the dentist or if I need, you know, my eyes or whatever. Because, listen, all of this all of this plays into whether how you perform or function sexually as well. You know what I'm saying? Sex is not That's separate. Boring. Right. Sex is not separate from the body. It's not. It's not separate. And we treat it that way. You know, but that's because when you're not taught about your body then you do damage to the body. And then you don't understand how all the parts are supposed to work together. You understand what I'm saying? Like when you talked about the estrogen and, and when you have, and I find that some men have bigger guts than the females. They got, they got boobs. You know, because that means some hormone is off. They, they got more estrogen than they do testosterone. And I think the same thing happens with women. We lose the estrogen, but the testosterone goes up. Yeah. 
So the next one on this is, well, let me give you two, which is sex can help keep a man committed. And the other one is it can actually give you swagger. So we're going to, I'm going to speak on the help keep a man committed. Mm -hmm. Sex to me can't keep anyone committed unless they want to be there. I agree. And even even if they want to be there, I think the sex won't keep them committed, but that won't be an excuse to be tempted in any form. Because I remember a long time ago, there was this comedian who said, when a man is getting his, and I think this goes for women too, but when a man is getting his on a regular, his vision is blocked. He don't see no other woman. But the less he gets, the smaller that block uncovers his eyes. And he mm. starts seeing all the ass that's out there. Right. And he slowly showed how it was a decrease in that. So I do think it's important when you do have someone that is committed to you and you are committed to them, that you do get that attention, that affection, and that love that you need. Um, that sexual attention and love that you need. Now... When you're getting a lot of sex, this leads into the next one, which is it can give you swagger, meaning it can give you a certain amount of confidence, sex appeal, and charm. Because remember, when you're having good sex, you love your body. You, you're okay with who you are. That's right. And, and, as, and as I was going to say, that's why President Obama was always seen as a cool dude because he had a swagger. I don't Let's care say. what anyone says. Listen, do you notice Do you notice that every time you see him he's smiling and shit? He is forever smiling. And I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you on the real, if I had a, a woman like Michelle, I'd be smiling too. For real. You see how hot she been looking lately? And not lately. Ever since she came into the White House. And then they caught, and then she started, you know, she had her uh, designers and that. Let me tell you, Obama gonna stay smiling, yo. Because I'm gonna tell you. Well, he was stay, remember, he was smiling before he got in the I, I know that. And, and, he, and, and, and he always got a big smile. Because listen, he got a beautiful wife. You know what I'm saying? She's not well, only a beautiful person, but she's hot. I'm gonna well, tell honey, you. As you. As you can see, the current number 45 president. Yeah. He hardly, he doesn't smile. His wife never smiles. <laughs> oh, no. We gonna she leave it she always note. got a, she, but that tells you, but you know what that tells you? And it's interesting you, you bring that up. That tells you what the type of dynamics are in that relationship. You understand who, it well, shows you, it shows you who's pulling, who's pulling the strings. And, and, and with a guy like Trump, he's the type that he's a type A. You know, he has to be front and center. So there's no room for wifey. See, with Obama, Obama, you know, he did one thing I let that I told told me that he's an exceptional guy is that he's the type that he will elevate his woman so that she can get where she's going. And I give you a prime example. The prime example was Hillary Clinton. He made her secretary of state to prepare her to run for president. That said a lot. Even though she didn't want to hear that. Right. She, she didn't, didn't want to, but, but guess what? Because, 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 see, Obama's swag is different from Clinton's swagger. Okay. But see, but Clinton, 
You understand? He, you know, he, he got a different persona going on there. But see, Obama, he, he is like, yo, it's not, it's no, no skin off of me to make you the Secretary of State to prepare you to become president. Now, mind you, she had two opportunities. Now, what, what she does with those opportunities, that's on her. But he, she could never say that that man did not give me the platform to do what I needed to do. Now, shifting back to, to Michelle, you understand? <clears throat> when you got a man like him, that, you know, he got a woman that's got not only the, because to me, sex is also the stimulation of the mind. And if you can, if you know how to work my mind, you can work my body. You, you dig? So <clears throat> with, with them two, that's what it is. And you see it. You know what I'm saying? Whether we gay looking at it or straight looking at it, you see that they're a team. They're one. <clears throat> you understand what I'm saying? They're one. So to me, when it's like that, I guarantee you the sex going to be good. You know? So, <clears throat> and that's what's important. You got to be as one. <clears throat> when you're not as one, the sex to me ain't all that great. Well, it's, it's not just a one. That's part of it. But also paying attention. A lot of times people don't, um, people don't pay attention to the partner in the details. That, right. Um, on there because there, there, yeah. has to, there has to be a level of nurturing to go on and I think to me that's where you get the stimulation too kid mm-hmm. there has to be some nurturing going on and if there's no nurturing there's always there's always resentment and argument and you know <clears throat> you're, you're hedging on how can you have good sex and, and you you're a penny pincher you know what I'm saying you gotta right. give. You gotta give, baby. Sex is about giving. It's not about taking. Hmm. Well, good sex is anyway. Well, you right, right. Sure okay, let's let's yeah, let's let's clap for that and, and let's change that. Yes. <laughs> you understand? That's important. That that's important. So, that's pretty much it. But I did wanna I did wanna like mention something else and I think we're probably gonna do a, a podcast on it. The next podcast is going to be about this subject, which I found to be very interesting. And it is the story of B. Smith and her husband. Wow. And how he has moved in his, his girlfriend, girlfriend. Right. Who is a white lady. Yep. Caucasian. Yes. Younger. Yes. And um, she's saying he is a caretaker because she has out, you know, B. Smith has Alzheimer's. Well, she is a caretaker, but she's his caretaker. Right. Like, she was supposed to be in there. And, you know, he's been, he has received death threats. Wow. Because he has come out publicly about his relationship with his new girlfriend. Right. Um, you know, I had to really think about this because I'm a caretaker. Right. You know, but I'm a kid right. of my mother, not of my right. spouse. I am too. So I think I understand his point on why he wanted a caretaker. I mean, why he wanted a girlfriend because he's lonely. The pressure's on him when you are a caretaker. And you know, the daughter, she seems to be on board on this. But we can't even include the daughter because 
children shouldn't I don't care how old uh, children shouldn't get involved in married people's business especially parents right. unless mm-hmm. it's some other abuse but you know I can't really say for sure but I just think that if that is what he wanted to do I don't think it was necessary to come out publicly with it the only reason in his particular case the reason why I say that is because when you come out public people don't realize when you are married or dating someone who has gone against the grain and made powerful impact on a community a race of people then certain things you need to proceed with caution when you choose a mate or a partner. Right. Yeah, especially someone outside of the race. Okay. I mean, just like I'm sure he's getting death threats because he brought this woman into the house because, you know, if you need a caretaker, then why don't you just hire a caretaker for your wife? You got enough money for that. But do you have to go public with your relationship with this white woman? That's not necessary. Yeah. That's your private business. You still married. That's true. You, and, you understand? And not to mention, she has a legacy. So people aren't going to be looking at your needs. Nobody gives, and, and I hate to say it, but nobody gives a fuck about what your needs, but it's what your wife represented and what she did. Like she right. presented and represented uh-huh. such grace and elegance. Right. And to not only smear your name but smear what she has built with this threesome because basically that's what it is well it's well 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 it it is a it's a menage a trois which means in the house right menage that's what it means but what i'm saying is when i say a threesome meaning that if that's what you want to do if you know i can't condemn you i I'm, i'm not going through your experience but i'm just saying you have to look at the impact that you're making because right. a lot of people are going to have the opinion why is it one you had to pick a white woman right that's that's probably right. the first and foremost thing right two why did you have to put the woman in the house right you couldn't she couldn't live on a different floor you know all it is you know there's going to be a thousand things running and then two or three would you want this like if the world if the world roles were reversed would your wife bring somebody in there? Would you be okay with it so she could live that, her life? And and and, and that's that's a good question. Um, <laughs> it really is a good question because you know there's a lot of things, there's a lot of dynamics going on here. You know, of course. and and there is you know you have people that like there's a book that I have about polyamorism. And, you know, usually, but polyamorism, there is a level of consent, though. There's no consent in this. See, at least in polyamorism, you're, you and your, whoever partners you have, you all agree that these, these are your roles in this person's life, and you have an agreement that this is, you know, my, my wife, but I have you, and, you know, and whoever else, and, and our relationship is open. But this is a non-consensual open relationship. And that's what makes it work. Right. Because That's what I'm saying. Right. Right. And we got to be clear because a lot of people... Why put it public? Right. Because, you know, there are a lot of people that have open relationships. And I'm not against them. If if you you already set the boundary... Because when you have an open relationship... 
you both are you all are cognizant that there are rules there's even rules in polyamorous relationships and you have to stay within those guidelines okay you know that you don't cross certain boundaries but this 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 situation i can't get on old boys bandwagon with because it's not consensual <laughs> it's not it's, and i and i understand never... that he has needs but i think to me it would have been better and not saying that you know he couldn't have a girlfriend you know because like i said you know <clears throat> with my family you know you know, um, my, my mother, she's incapacitated, but, but she still, you know, she moves around and everything, you know, but, you know, but you know, you know, you know, if you have somebody that's the spouse and they still have needs, you know, there's, there's, there's not a guarantee that they don't have a girlfriend or, or somebody on the side. I'm a, I mean, let's be real, but that person is not in the house. You get what I'm saying? And there's a difference. Right, but I, I guess that's why I'm saying, why did he feel the need to come out with this? Is it because he wanted to let guilt. the world know that this is what he's going through? No, Or is it's it guilt. because his girlfriend wanted him to let everybody know? Because to me, she's right in the middle of it. I wouldn't well, want to be her. Well, I, like, would, I would not I, put those darts no, thrown at let me, me. Listen, it's just like what I had said to you earlier. You can choose where you want to be. And if you and I and I agree with you, and I think I would have told old oh boy, I said no, I'm not going to move in with you. You understand? Because first of all, number one, your wife is there, okay, and number two, it's not going to look right, okay. Now I wouldn't have moved to me with, and then I question her motives. I'm questioning that, and not because she's white. I'm just questioning that. Why would you want to move in? You, because you are friend of the family. Yeah, do but you, let's, you... let's take it a step further. Let's say you do move in. Right. Why is it necessary to go public with it? Right. I agree. That's my main concern. Okay. Let's let's say they've been living together because he's. I think he's been dating her for a year and a half or something. Right. Why did it just come out, let's say, the last six months? Was it necessary? You was living with a whole year. She was there for a whole year. She was in the background for a year. Why do you have to become public with this? If your wife, especially if your wife is still alive. Right. I agree. Okay. No one no one would question if they saw all three of y'all walking down the street. You say that's the kid that you say that's a nurse. You what is it? You love her so much that everybody has to know that you're in love with her and she's living with you and your wife and she understands that you are still taking care of your wife who's terminally ill or who's very ill and who's not gonna recover and it's okay. And as a woman, I wouldn't want that I wouldn't want to bring that on the shame. But also, yeah, some people are gonna pick on. I'm gonna be the devil advocate and I'm gonna look at it from the other side here why does this white woman have to get this attention in this with this black woman's husband or this black woman's legacy why is she now going to tarnish this legacy listen and this is what people are getting upset i think this is what a lot of people are getting into because a legacy whenever black person creates a legacy it is always destroyed or taunted or tainted or something by someone who is non a non of that nationality right i mean do what you want to do no one cares no one but why was it necessary for you to tell the whole goddamn world that you got a new girlfriend 
Did you tell the whole damn world that you were struggling taking care of your wife? That's and that true. you were lonely? Right. I didn't know that until we saw the white girl. Well, you know, what's interesting <laughs> is that, you know, B. Smith built up a lot of wealth. And I think, and I'm and I'm saying, would he still do it if he still wasn't connected to her money? That's what I mean. Like, why did you have to fuck up her legacy like that? Why did why? Especially, no no one knows how long she's gonna have on this right. earth. Why are you going to have the end of her legacy tainted with her husband moving in his 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 lover in yeah. the same house? you know living off of her money right i agree because i know you're paying her bills yeah gotta because be. we know how your bills are paying right uh, your bills are being paid from B your bill money. your bills are okay, linked to her legacy have. exactly so all i'm saying is no one is saying that you cannot have this relationship i'm not even going to touch that Right. Because you're lonely. But just like you let the world know that you were lonely, you needed this woman, why didn't you tell the world you were lonely and you were struggling before you got this? Why couldn't you find a full-time caretaker for your wife before you got to this space? If this was the case, then why didn't you put your wife in a home? Yeah. There was, there was so many different options before you as opposed to you having this threesome. Mm. Because you you know people can also look at it too. She's not mentally there. You we don't know what they're doing to her. That's true. Just because it's nice on film, I mean that's what I'm saying. You open you open you open it, not me. You know First what? Of her... all, you know you you're a person in the spotlight. When you're in the spotlight, that you are a target. So you need to be wise with your decisions and your choices of your actions. You know what her net worth is? What? Her net worth is nineteen million. But see, that's what I'm saying. Why did you have to? Mm -hmm. We would have never known if you put her in a home. We would have never known if you had round the clock care for her. Right. You could have had round the clock care for her and still had this girlfriend. Why did you have to do it this way? Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. So right. you mean to tell me a woman who has $19 million, you can't find one round-the-clock caretaker that right. can stay in the house and just cater to her right. or even put her in a rehab center or some kind of residential home out of that $19 million? Uh-huh. And, 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 um, and, and um, I agree with that because I, I feel to me you could have still had your side chick, but not not where wifey is. You, yeah, you, but see, that's the thing. She's not a side. See, that's what that's where I think a lot of people are having a problem, and I'm having a problem too. Uh-huh. She's not the side chick. You are putting her before your wife because you're saying my wife is not mentally stable. I can't uh-huh. do this anymore. I'm lonely. I'm this. I'm that, and I want to enjoy my life. I'm not gonna let her illness interrupt my life that's what you're saying okay whether you say it directly or indirectly and he has said that he said he's not going to let this interrupt his life no one is saying that you should but I don't understand why you have to put this woman on the same level of where your wife is or was 
because now it's like you're treating your wife as if she's like a, she's like a toddler in the house or a pet, you know, and you two are running around hugging and kissing and running, having, doing whatever. And this woman is leave, living off of her money. And then you got the nerve to say, well, if, if my wife was in a better mental state, you know, they would be best friends. You don't know that shit. Right. You don't right. know that. So shut the hell up on that. Right. So, you know, I just but, think I just think he should have kept that to himself. I just wanted to add that. I think uh-huh. there was no need to put that woman to the forefront, and I think it pisses everyone off. Is not only did he put her to the forefront, he brought her in the house, and she's white. Yeah, Let, let's call it like it is, because in this day and age where we got Mega Rabbit Forty Five over there, mm-hmm. who's always talking about so great and this this that the other thing mm-hmm. you know if this was if the re- roles were reversed and that was a white man and he brought a black woman in there mm-hmm. would, would, would he even bring a black woman in the house to live with him and his wife yeah cause he got this book that he wrote called Before I Forget and it talks about mm-hmm. his valentine to his wife B. Smith and um, you know he, she still has her website. You understand? And oh, she's still, still generating money. Yeah, because she has cookbooks, and um, she also has a um, she also has a deal with Bed Bath and Beyond. She has a collection <clears throat> with Bed Bath. Yeah. In, fa- in fact, one of one of my cabinets in the bathroom is a B Smith um, cabinet for the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So she still has her collection. Um, it's still going strong. So he's still making money off of her. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I agree with you. I think to me, he shouldn't. He shouldn't have broadcasted it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just, I just don't think that was necessary. And, and, and a lot I, of black, and, that, and, I, and, a, and a lot of black women are they shooting darts at him, man? Because. You no, know. they're not shooting darts. They're shooting grenades. He's getting, <laughs> he's getting grenades. He's getting, uh, uh, he's getting yeah. um, laser beams. He's getting, yeah, um, yeah they laser in his butt. Them. Yeah, they tasers. Well, you, know <laughs> you, you know what it is, and we're going to say, you know, I'm just going to put it out there. It's, it's always, you know, there's, there's always thousand and ten articles. Okay, you can always find so many articles on the internet that consistently and repeatedly talk about how, why are black men choosing white women? And they talk about all these high powered, powerful black men. And I remember one time I read one of the articles and those men were not moving mountains, meaning they were not on the forefront. Meaning, I mean, they were in the forefront because they, they showed um, Danny Glover. And I was like, okay, well, what has he done since Lethal Weapon? I don't know much that he's done. <laughs> they named a few other people. Uh-huh. But they always put these articles out that always make it seem like nobody wants to love a black woman. And, you know, or why do black men choose white women? And, you know, it's like, oh, white women are more loving, more this, more that. And they put, you know, the perception that's put out there a lot of times is that the white woman is this docile, family-oriented, loving, nurturing um, woman 
for centuries. This is the, the theory and um, misconceptions that has been put out there and subliminally put out there, even with Jim Crow and making of a slave, mm-hmm. because you know, it destroys the image of the black woman. I mean, but, you know, you have to ask yourself, too, if she is so loving and so caring and so whatever, then why are most white children, especially of women with wealth, they have nannies that are not white. They have a lot of minority nannies. Black, Spanish. Why is that? Well, you know what? It's it's interesting you said that because they was jumping on (laughs) Nick Cannon. Cause, Cause, Nick Cannon said that a, when a black man um, mm. sleeps with a white woman, that means he's successful. Yeah. That he's made. Well, it. Don't, but yeah, but see, we also have to look at. I don't know if he was talking about himself personally, so I think they need to calm down. That's number one. Number two, a lot of times that is the misconception, and that's what puts out there. If you look at a some men that are in the NFL, the NBA, they always get these very white looking type women. Okay? Or they do get white wives or even men in the military. Let's not even go with very famous people. Military. You know, I think the the woman who was one of the richest women in the world in Africa, you know, her son married um, I think it was the ex-girlfriend of Rob Kardashian. So she's clearly not black. She was white. So, you know, it's always these misconceptions that are put out there about black women. So that's why, you know, a lot of people will get angry or upset with B. Smith's husband um, because it's like, okay, you want to be with this white woman? We can't knock you. You chose her for whatever your reason. But it does not have to be put in our face. And then, you know, you've got to talk about how, you know, all of a sudden, what is she, your savior? So you mean you, you couldn't find anybody else? Or even if you did, why did you have to bring in a house like that? So it's always a misconception that white women are always these docile, highly protected yeah. women. Even in, even in interracial relationships now, a white woman is with a black man. If she screams to the police, even if he didn't do anything, it guaranteed he's going to go to jail. He's going to get he, no questions asked, you know, uh, and a lot absolutely. of people get angry, you know, and a lot of people get angry and like to say black women are angry when they see a black man with a white woman. Let's, let's not get this twisted. White men ain't too happy about seeing that shit either. That's why a lot of black men are being killed because of that, because a lot of these these black men that were killed, some of them, not all of them, they were involved with white women, or if they weren't, the misconception or thought that they were. That's right. Yeah. You know, police brutality, that's what it is, you know, it's the fear of the black penis. That's why a lot of them are getting shot. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to say what it is, but that's well, a fact. Well, that's again, that's why a lot of times when black men <clears throat> were lynched or killed, they would cut off their penis. Exactly. That was and the it, first thing that they would go for. Right. And so if you, when, and if ev- you... when everybody wants to say black women don't like when black men are with white, no, white men can't stand the shit either. Mm-hmm. So let's not get that twisted. Right. This is why 
the Republican Party is having a fit, and this is why all of them are trying to roll back Roe versus Wade because the white population, white women are not having white babies. That's right. And they're upset about it. And to the point that they want to have babies so bad that they'll, they'll even want women that were raped to have, white women that were raped to still have their babies. Exactly. But see what money well, of being them real. don't realize? Yeah. Right. What many of them don't realize is when you go into these mid mid um, mid states, Nebraska, Iowa, Iowa North Oregon, Dakota, or whatever, South Dakota, right, and, and you, South Dakota, North, and you think that you're keeping, you know, Peggy Sue from, you know, <laughs> aborting that white baby. You don't know Peggy Sue, even though her daddy or somebody could be part of the KKK. You don't know she wasn't messing with Jesus. That's right. But Jamal, you don't know that. You that's don't know why, that baby black. And, and let's be real. That's why they, you know, after a while, when you <clears throat> see the hysteria over that wall, you know, this so-called exactly. wall that they think they're going to keep the Mexican people at. And <laughs> a comedian made a joke and said, how are you going to keep the Mexicans off the land that they conquered before? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Exactly. This is, <clears throat> this is their land. And, and and when people think about it, Texas, Texas was well, part of Mexico. Mexico. Well, so it was New Mexico, Arizona. Really, right. Right. But if you think about it, mm-hmm. Mexico, you know, Trump kept saying Mexico would pay for the wall. Mexico would say for, pay for the wall. Right. And then, you know, they said Mexico. No, Mexico did agree that they would pay for the wall if they can get Texas back. He said, sure, we'll pay for it. You got to give us Texas and Arizona. Right. You, he asked for those back. And Trump right. was like, he didn't say nothing. No. He said, I'm going to build Because you know why? They had nothing to say. They had nothing to say because, listen, you're dealing with a bunch of people that have not picked up a book, a history book. They don't even know their own United States white history. What makes you think they're going to know Mexican history? In fact, exactly. In fact, there was a uh, documentary about about California because you know California was part of Mexico, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, a lot of the mm-hmm. a lot of the cities in California are Mexican names. Okay, they're Spanish names, and they talked about how eventually, once once uh, California was annexed. And how they ran the they ran the Hispanics out of these places, these mm-hmm, same places mm-hmm. that have Mexican names, you know. So when they so to me that's why I can't stand when they talk about Mexico, because if you mm-hmm. think about it, Mexico um, basically was the one that had all these states, these so-called now we call states. They had all these territories, and their people were living. And they weren't what you call the way they describe Mexicans, like they so damn poor and, you know, um, that they running around running cartels all over the place. But yet and still you have people that were prominent Mexicans that lived in some of these towns that are now part of California and stuff like that, you know, and they were entrepreneurs and they were governors and everything like that. So again, like you said, you know they're so scared of the browning of America, and not not just America, the world, the world, now, right? What you say? Yeah, exactly. You know, and um, and it's the fear. 
And this is the type of fear that generates crime, meaning crime internally within the United States against people of color because of the same hysteria, same nonsense. But like I said, we're getting back with, with B. Smith. That's why I agree with you. I think to me, because he, from what I understand, he's going on Dr. Phil, the husband, yeah, to like, talk about. And I said, you know lady. what? And I said to me, honestly, what you doing with this lady should never have gotten out. That's your business. But since you want to yeah. put it on Front Street, then you're going to get blasted. That, that's just what yeah. it is. I'm not questioning, you know, your relationship, like, you know, in terms of what you're doing. I just don't think it's none of nobody's business. And see, if that's how I see. That's you know, what I'm saying. And if that's what you Are choose you... to do. You know, yeah, you... but then now that's the question. Why are you doing this? Are you doing this because you plan on marrying this woman? I think so. Like, why Why is it necessary? Yeah, but see, that's why I said that must be coming from her because to me she was a little too comfortable because I saw a brief video or something she was a little too fucking comfortable sitting there oh I never imagined myself being in this kind of situation you know especially of this age but you know it just feels alright you know and you know yeah. and she okay. recognizes me and like mm -hmm. oh okay Okay. So she put your dumb ass up to this to do this, and you know, and the daughter's like, "Oh, Listen, you know, they get along so well." And you know, I don't care. But but you know what? It's the same thing. If you decide to be in a relationship with a person that's married, that's your business. You understand? You're not going to be running to 50 million people telling them that you're in a relationship with a married person, right? You're not gonna do no, that. at least I don't think so. Anyway, no, but like, do you? But do you get what I'm saying? You exactly. Are, I get. I get yourself. That's what I'm saying. All up, like I said. Right. At the end of the day, right. no one can stop you for feeling the way you feel, that's being right. lonely, and, all and, of that. No one exactly. can stop that. Right. But at but at the same time, when you're going public, it's an uncomfortable feeling, and. Like I said, that is your relationship with that person. Whether people like it or don't like it, that is your relationship between you two. But when you try to make it seem like it's it's um, natural, natural, no, normal, no, it's not normal. It's not. And 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 nobody imagines to be in that situation, but you can be. But I'm just saying is that. Let's not try to act like this is cookies and milk. This ain't cookies and milk. And the same way that you would feel uncomfortable with being in the same room with the wife, you understand what I'm saying? It, it, it works both ways. So I would not want to bring those two things together because, like I said, you don't want stuff to jump off because of that. You understand what I'm saying? You still mm -hmm. have to be discreet. And some, you know, everybody don't gotta know your business. But at the same time, you're not gonna put your wife and your mistress in the same room. You understand? You're not. 
And I don't care. Well, you you should. You know what? The thought is you shouldn't. But the no. point is, he had them all in the kitchen. Like That's what I'm saying. And what I and when I say that is because is is because you know you they they don't need to be there. And I don't care how much you want to make us believe that it's okay. It's not okay. That that to me is you don't cross you don't cross the line going in either direction. Don't cross the line. You know, and and even in that there are rules. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what he's trying to prove, but it's not good. Well, I don't I'm, I don't know who he's trying to convince. I don't even right. know about proof. Trying to convince. No, he somebody is trying to prove. That's, that's okay. convincing. He's trying to prove something. He's trying to say, hey, you know, it's okay. You know, it's you know, she's okay. B is okay. You understand what I'm saying? And and but I think to me, the timing is bad. The timing is horrible. So. It's really horrible. Yeah, I think so too. I just think the timing, and I and you're right. I agree with you. I don't think he should have just said anything about it. I mean, and I think the and for the primary reason, if it lasted this long and we knew nothing about it, why was it necessary for you to come out? Like, first of all, half of us didn't even know what her husband looked like. No, that's true. I've seen him. He was never. I've seen. He was never really out there. No, I mean, no, he, wasn't. he wasn't out there like his wife was out there. Right, but I think, okay. um, I think somebody told him to come out because I think he was getting flack on the low. Let me say something. I think the only person who told him to come out was that damn white woman. That's my personal opinion. Maybe, but I think, to, but I think sometimes when you talk like that, it's guilt. Well, that's what I'm saying. The other woman yes. wants to be recognized. And in right. this case, she's the other woman. Mm-hmm. So I don't care what you say. This is an other, at, at the end of but the I day, think this is the other woman she, who, she, regardless, got to outshine the wife. Right. And you're right. keeping the wife right. because you can't right. divorce her. Right. You can't right. divorce her. Now right. not, you can't divorce her. Right. And it could be a clause in your in your who knows we don't know what clause well could well be in listen his, listen if she if B document. Smith if B Smith was smart I'm sure she drew up a will or she drew up some documents that states that you understand you know you can do that so maybe that's why he can't really get out okay. right she probably said if you divorce you get you, right you get cut off. And I think that's what that situation is. I really do think it's about money. Yeah, but that's why he has to let the world know. And that's what this woman wants. I personally, this is just a typical other woman that has, no matter what, whether she black, white, or not, this is the other woman that got to show that she's Mm -hmm. the better one and that everybody got to know. Because most, I think most women that would be in that situation would not want to be on public television. She's sitting down having interviews with him. Right. So she wants her 15 minutes well, that's, of fame. Well, that's right, because if you look at the situation with Prince Charles and Princess Diana, you know, for a long time, she knew Charles was seeing the other lady. And that other lady did not, right? you know, she did you didn't not see show her. Her, her face like that. That's right. You didn't see her, and it was not until they officially divorced, I believe, 
Right. That they got married. He married the mistress. Right? Or even really after she died or something. Right. Something like, like that. Because I don't think they then, were. Then the they were really I don't think they were divorced, right? I'm not sure. I'm not sure but either. I don't, I'm not either sure way, either way, the, the whole point is she didn't make her presence known is my point. Right. Exactly. She didn't. Because Charles was you seeing know. her. But he was seeing her but on the see, road. But wait a minute. Right there, when you use Princess Diane and her husband, notice how he's smart enough. He may have loved this other woman, the other woman more than he loved Diane. Right. But you see, and even if Diane had her own side piece on her side, you see no one messed up that family legacy. That's and true. that's what I'm trying to point out here. I got you. Got you. Got you. That's the right. point is... You are destroying this legacy. Whenever it comes to black legacies, they get annihilated. Right. It's the same thing with Cosby and, you know, what went on with him. I'm not saying that the man should not have gone to jail or served some time or whatever, whatever. But his legacy was annihilated. He is not the only one who's drugged women, had sex with women, forced women, have whatever the stupid story is that they coming up with. Whatever right. it is. Right. I'm not I'm not gonna say these women are lying, I'm not gonna say they're telling the truth. I wasn't there. Some of the stories we know they you know, like that model, you know, she blatantly says she lied, but the whole point is his whole legacy was destroyed where they don't want to show his reruns. He, you know, was removed from black right. colleges, all right. these things. Yeah. I mean I mean, hell, you know, what's his name from the Playboy Mansion? You know, some of these things took place, you know, it was known for drugs and, and all that stuff. Oh, going yeah. On. Oh, Playboy yeah. The Mansion. Playboy Mansion? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, so in fact, in fact they, said, there, but, they said but his my bodyguard is, had, had um, they had, they had um, a lot of video, but he had written in his will that, his, that they should destroy that. Because there were a lot yeah, of well-known people would have gotten trouble. What I'm trouble. saying is, either way, look at the Playboy. No one destroyed that legacy. Right. It's not clouded with the concept of all these drugs and young girls having sex with older men. Donald Trump being one of them that had sex with some rape, some girl they talked about. Nobody else's legacy gets destroyed for these, these infidel things. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to minorities... All their legacies get annihilated. And like I'm saying, all the good things that Cosby has done, the the positive images he has placed on television, that's when you saw some of real black love. You know, the Cosby show. You know, that was a big kind of, oh, no, you can't be, you can't have two wealthy black people being together. Okay, but then you had Barack and and Michelle. But my whole point is none of their legacy, all that legacy is destroyed. Right. Because it's clouded with, oh, he did this, he raped this, he did this. What about this this guy Weinstein? Right. I mean, you know, come on, he's done a ton of stuff. You know, they had a whole page full of actors that pressed, who pressed a lot of women to have sex. You don't see nothing happening to them. That's like in fact, there's a, there's a more current one. One of the actresses um, that's on this show on CBS, she had told CBS that the main actor, the star of the show, was sexually harassing her, and he was making comments, and CBS blew it off. They blew exactly. it off. Mm-hmm. They, and, but and, that's and, what I'm saying. Right. Well, go ahead. Yeah, because, you know, there's a tendency... 
Um, a lot of the networks, all of them are guilty of it. Um, NBC, M NBC knew for a long time that Matt Lauer was out of control. But they gave, they continue to give Matt Lauer more money. And I find that the more out of control you are, the more money they give you. Because that's the type of environment that NBC, they cater to men. They, they, they feel it's natural for men to flaunt their women, even though they got wives. The same thing with the chairman of CBS, uh, whose wife, um, Chen, was the host of Big Brother on CBS, mm -hmm. Les Moons. And, and a lot of women going back to the 80s said that he has railroaded their career because of this thing where they feel they're in an environment where they can um, say all kind of things to women sexually and basically harass them, you know? But like you said, but is Les Moon's legacy gonna be destroyed? No. Matt Lauer's? No. No, even though Matt Lauer had to take low, but the person that did um, say that Matt Lauer's out of control, she lost her job. And, and that was um, Ann Curry. Ann Curry was one of the first women to say that Matt Lauer got a problem. And they let Ann Curry go because they said Ann Curry was talking too much. But then, if I, but then, like I said, listen, stuff like that don't die. You could get rid of, the, you could get rid of Ann Curry, but guess what? Other women came forward and said that Matt Lauer got a problem. And then he got into a problem with his wife. And then his wife said, I'm divorcing you. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, that's the deal with that. So, you know. Yeah, that's, you, that's, that's, I mean, I'm agreeing, but that's what I'm saying. All black legacies are destroyed or annihilated or damaged because of whatever happened. Right. In this case, B. Smith didn't didn't technically do anything wrong. She just got sick. Uh -huh. Why was it necessary for you to bring in that now she's going to be living with this white your mistress? Because uh -huh. that's what she is. At the end of the day, she's the other woman, and you're moving her in the house, and you're living off of her money. Right. And then you got the nerve to be unapologetic for your behavior. I think that's another thing that sets women because he literally is like, I'm not going to change my life. I'm not going to not be happy. Okay. Okay, but yeah. that's but see that's the problem though. But like I said, I don't I agree with you. I don't think he should have just I don't think he should have put it out there. I yeah, I think that was unnecessary. I, but I we're think gonna that was end, unnecessary. We're gonna wait, start to wrap this. Yeah, up let's wrap up. up. You know, and and uh, professor tell people where they can reach you. Um mm -hmm. and, re and and let them well, know how they can get in touch with you. Okay, you can reach me at lovesexandrelationships at gmail.com at www.pearlsandblack.com. You can reach me on Twitter, Pearls of Black. And you can reach me on Instagram, P-O-B Professor, and Facebook. So those are all places that you can reach me, but you can also email me at lovesexandrelationships at gmail.com. Okay, and you can catch me, Professor T. Love of a Bowl of Soul, Mixed Through Soul Music, where I, where I play classic soul and new R&B. 
You can catch me here, right here on Live 365, giving you 365 days of soul, 24 hours a day, seven days of the week. And you can also catch a bowl of soul, a mixed stew of soul music on www.prn.fm at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Pacific. And I'm also on iHeartRadio as well, and soon to be on Pandora and Radio Public. So we hope that you enjoyed this show and you, you know, we went from having, talking about sexual health to this current situation with B. Smith and her husband. But it's all relevant at the end of the day because it has to do with having productive, we have to talk about things that are not productive and not healthy for a relationship as well as those things that are productive and healthy for a relationship. So, Professor, I have to bid you good night. Yes. And definitely we will be back on again. We get back cranking again, doing love, sex, and relationships, talking about the current things of the day. And we definitely would love your feedback. So make sure you hit up the professor so that we know what's going on. So we bid you good night. So good night, professor. Good night.